The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters. This is our special Rutger Hauer commemorative episode. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. It's a sad day because that motherfucker was amazing. Yes, he was. Like, I like how we're, as we're recording this, you're wearing a Blade Runner shirt and wearing a hobo with a shotgun, like, <laughs> in, in memory of the badass motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, he was an icon of genre cinema. And he wasn't cheesy. Like, he always had, like, a super intense presence. Yeah. He snuck into a few big movies, too. Like, you know, besides, obviously, Blade Runner, like, you know, Batman Begins. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sin City, stuff like that. Absolutely. So. And uh, Ridley Scott actually sort of called him the Gentle Giant. Like, that was his, like, sort of moniker for him. So... I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, he has, like, a quiet intensity about him. But. I don't know if he was as, as quiet in this movie that we're about to cover, but. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was intense, all right. He wasn't quiet. <laughs> yes, he was. Anyway, uh, again, this is uh, Beautiful Disasters. Welcome back. Um, I am the Groots. F. U. Hunter. And our special guest today is Jesse. Jesse Jones. Jesse Jones. <laughs> My brother from another mother. <laughs> this is true. You guys are adorable. <laughs> I know. We go back to the fucking, like, eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> in, in India. 1990, <laughs> uh, was it 91, 92? 91, remember. yeah. Yeah. Long ass right fucking time ago. Right before this movie came out that we're covering. So. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, this I is... was still over there when it came out. Very much so. <clears throat> so we are talking about Split second, which is a whole situation. <laughs> yeah, starring Rutger Hauer. Starring Rutger Hauer. <laughs> and notable other actors. Oh, yeah, there are. Uh, uh, Pete Postlewaite yep. is in the movie. Yep. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Which I think she did this movie literally right after Star Trek uh, Undiscovered Country. If you line it up, it's pretty much around the same <laughs> yeah, timeline. That sounds about right. And she had the same haircut, so. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Like, you know, easy. Yeah. Just one set to the other. <laughs> so, this movie is set in a post disaster <laughs> future of 2008. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. We're reminded at the beginning with the opening credits um, <clears throat> that there was a, a period in 2008 of. 40 days of rain that just fucked everything up. I, I think it was said that it was 40 days and 40 nights of rain. Yes, yes, yes. Which is pretty fucking biblical, yeah. actually. And that's about the only... To anyone only... who hasn't lived in India, I mean... Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or it's just a monsoon season. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, it's 2008, and London has been flooded. <laughs> like, legit, like, flooded... That's a mess. And everything's fucked up. But it's the future, yo. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and um, our 
titular hero, <laughs> Rutger Hauer, is a hard-boiled cop who is on suspension or just about to get off suspension. Yeah, he was suspended. Uh, we, we find that out because right. the, the other cops are keeping an eye on him because he's suspended. But he's a wild card. And the way, I like how we get introduced in your stable 90s uh, action. He's showing up with a duster, sunglasses at <laughs> night. You just pretty much like, you know, this guy means business in yeah. the future. <laughs> Going to the goth clubs. Yeah. You yeah, can't dude. keep him suspended because he's just too damn good. He <laughs> is Apparently, too fucking badass. That really doesn't come at no, all. not at all. In the film. <laughs> like the worst cop. <laughs> So, yes, we are introduced to his character, and it becomes apparent that he is on edge psychologically because his partner has been killed. Right. I think even before, like, as he's entering the club, there's a guard dog. And he looks at the guard (laughs) dog and says, I'm police, you fucking idiot, to the dog. Like, the dog, like, he shows his badge. I don't know why he has a badge since he's... No, he calls him a fucking dick. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Police, dickhead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's just already talking shit to the dog before he goes into the club like the dog would understand. So that kind of gives you an idea of where his mental state might be going into this. I think right. it's actually foreshadowing later events where you yes. find out why. <laughs> true, like true. He, I do... There's I, something strange about him. I do actually want to back up for a second because... Obviously, we all know Rutger Hauer from Blade Runner. And Blade Runner was such an amazing, like, tour de force of dystopian sci-fi cinema. So, the actual title sequence of the movie is basically (laughs) scanning this kind of destitute, like, fucked-up landscape of modern industry... It didn't have flames coming out of, like, buildings, (laughs) but it was basically Blade Runner. Yeah, they were like, look at this shit. It was just a regular modern-day city. Right. With some more water. But, you know, it it was lit the the same way. It it felt like Blade Runner. And it has this weird mashup of film score that is, like, halfway between Vangelis and... And whoever the fuck did T2. Okay? (laughs) So, and even, like, even the titles that were coming up was, like, in 2008. Like, it was, like... That was very T2 type of... It was T2, but it was also very Blade Runner, like, in 2019, blah, 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 blah. It was definitely, I think they were trying to, like, ride the coattails on that whole initial like well you got an actor you got an actor from it it could have been that or it could have been just this is a by the numbers cyberpunk genre film this is the way it's supposed to be made we don't know how to how else to make it and we don't know how else to make it it could it could have been a happy accident but i i don't feel like it was i feel like they figured you know blade runner set the standard so now yeah in terms of cinematography and rutger howard was in blade runner and uh, he's in this movie and let's do this (laughs) <laughs> They're about the same, you know. Well, yeah, anyway, The yeah. director might be a little less qualified than Ridley Scott, so, but besides that, you know, about the same movie. So this was an early adopter of the whole global warming situation because they, they legitimately said global warming caused this shit. 
Oh, there's there's also a throwaway line at the beginning of the movie where they talk about that they're going to continue to have problems because the U.S. won't sign the act with the rest of the U.N. <laughs> to fight global yeah. warming. And I'm like, wow, that's... True back then, that's true. Hmm. My goodness, that's prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> that's prophetic. <laughs> the orange leader of the U.S. says, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we get into the actual plot of the movie where he's a cop on... He's in trouble, you know, because like he's... But he's still on the case. He's still fucking on the case. That's right. You know? He gets he gets to the club and he's like watching the time and he's scoping it out. He just knows some shit's going to go down. Goddamn right. <laughs> then he makes a phone call and some chick asks him to keep an eye out on the restroom and make sure nobody walks in. In which he fails at the one thing he was supposed to do, which is keep an eye on the door, because we have our first victim, ironically the chick in the bathroom of the bathroom he was supposed to keep an eye on. Yes. So already... True. Maybe not the best cop. Just saying. Strike yeah, one. Yeah, he's got problems. Strike one. Like, uh, apparently, like, it becomes apparent that he stopped drinking. Yep. Oh, that's right, because they come up and tell him it's a two-drink minimum. He's like, two coffees. So he is hopped up on coffee and chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, coffee and sugar. That's what he eats. Later on, when the captain, like, licks the updater body that he lives on anxiety, coffee, and chocolate. Like, yes, this is a badass cop. (laughs) Goddamn right. (laughs) How long has it been since you've slept? About four days. Yep. It's all that fucking coffee and those refrigerator chocolates. <laughs> yeah, that's damn right. And and those little uh, mini cigars that you stole from his boss. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gives no fucks, McGee. So, first chick gets killed, goes yep. into the bathroom, her whole... It's ripped open, her heart's missing. Chest cavity mm-hmm. open. Yep, it's blood everywhere, and he's trying to figure out what happened, questioning every person and every dog in the club. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Where, that's the first thing he does, Yeah, questions the dog. Yeah, he's like, what's going on? And they see the dog, and it's not like he's like, did you see something, boy? He literally is like, what did you see? What do you know? Asking the dog. <laughs> and I asked I asked Roots real quick, I was like, now, I've never seen this movie before, but is this a future where dogs talk? Because if that's not the case... This scene makes no fucking sense at all. Because he kept questioning the dog. Like, what? Well, this came out like a year after Turner and Hooch. I guess. So. <laughs> but if there was like a communicator collar or something, like the dog's like, I saw nothing. Okay, but it's just a dog. Like, I didn't understand what the hell he kept... Like, it wasn't one question. It was like, tell me what you know, dog. Tell me what you know. Dickhead. Oh. <laughs> Turner and Hooch set the precedent that dogs can be witnesses. And do you think that's what it was? Is the studio came in and they're like, can you just add, like, a dog to this scene? Because it's, like, really tracking well now. Like, we know the dog's not going to answer, but just, like, a funny dog interaction would be great for this sci-fi global warming movie, okay? It's a tiny... It's a tiny mention, but... When he did use the telephone, the the payphone, he did use a swipe the future, card. The future payphone. The future two, payphone. 2008. I, I, again, it was like, oh, this is Blade Runner. Yep. Yep. You know, your credits are running out. You know, like. That was very common imagery, though. I mean, it wasn't just oh, Blade yeah, Runner. Yeah. It was, you know, it's but, part of the genre. Uh, you know, it was just. 
after the credit sequence, I was like, all right, where are all the Blade Runner references? <laughs> I am obsessed I... with finding them. And I don't think we got much of anything else. It's just Not Parker really. Howard gets to be Besides Deckard Besides the this gun time. that you could almost say they stole the Blade Runner gun and just redesigned it a little bit, that's about the closest you can get. Yep. Yeah. He gets to be Deckard. Slight and he's redesign. just about as as appropriate with women as Deckard was. It, actually, his other gun looked <laughs> a lot like the uh, Robocop gun. That triangular kind of. barrel. and yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. but it was a revolver. <laughs> so it was kind of like a mashup of Robocop and Blade Runner. Yeah. So. All right, so we got another murder. God damn it. Cops are fucking frustrated as shit. <laughs> and like every 90s cop or police show or movie they bring him in they're reinstating him they're like we got this shit's out of control you're the only guy we can have on this but you know what we're giving your badge back you're off suspension but you're getting a new partner because you always have to get a new partner and that's when he finds out his new partner is detective dick and um who is the uh, uptight, wears the Oxford tie, you know, suit at all times, compared to our rebel Rucker Howard. And it... it the I, forensic psychologist. Again, I looked over Cruz and said, is this supposed to be a future Tango and Cash? Because it's <laughs> literally almost the same uniforms, minus the duster for Rucker Howard. But it, it, the uptight, like, wearing the glasses, cop with the, you know, I don't follow the rules, cop, and, and there you go. Yeah. In the what, future, though. What was the, uh, what was his last name? Dick? Oh, wait, it wait, was wait, like wait. Durkin or something? Yeah, Dick yeah, Durkin. Yeah, because Dick, Dick Durkin. Durkin. Durkin, because throughout the rest of the movie, there's like, Durkin! Like some, like, yeah. What the fuck? That's amazing. <laughs> also, uh, honestly, that's an amazing name. Like Dick Durkin. Dick Durkin. Dirk Diggler. It's pretty close to that, yes. <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like... And actually, we should say that the uh, Rucker Howard's character's name is Harley Stone. Yeah. Harley, right? Stone. Harley Stone. Harley Stone. And it's not and even if, on the nose. Like, he's got Harley Davidson. He's yeah, got a Harley Davidson in his apartment. If you and weren't sure about his pictures name... Pictures all over the wall. Because he love, loves his first name so much... His apartment is just covered <laughs> with Harley Davidson shit. To the point, and I'm just talking about on the walls, he's got a fucking Harley Davidson motorcycle in his apartment. Just so he's like, yeah, that's my name. Yeah. And there's a motorcycle yeah. with my name in my apartment. That's right. Yeah. My name's Harley. Just and in case you forgot. It's incredibly filthy. There are chocolates stuck to... <laughs> that's what I was talking about. The, the French chocolates. <laughs> the French chocolates. Which... You that... thought they were magnets. <laughs> you no. thought they were magnets. Till later on, another character, not him, in this gross-ass fucking apartment, pulls the chocolate off the fridge yeah, and eats and it. Eats it. <laughs> and you're like, no, and all that's of them because they're gross. all gone later. Yeah, they're they're all gone. <laughs> it wasn't just oh, one. And- that was King there are, Control. There are pigeons. Yeah. There are yeah. pigeons flying around in his apartment for some reason. And here's the thing. Another he spends the whole movie. I thought about that. He spends the whole movie shooting rats, shooting the fuck out of rats, and yet tells his like you know love interest uh, you know about the pigeons. Sorry about the pigeons. I can't kill them. Rats with wings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they are the they are the bird of rats. The rats <laughs> of birds. Whatever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, so right after he gets reinstated, 
and he's kind of gotten into it with uh, one of the other officers there. Pete Postlewaite. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's like, you're you piece of shit. It's an obvious rivalry or whatever. And then after he gets re- <coughs> reinstated and has a new partner, comes out, he's like, you look at that, I knew you were drinking again. He's like, what are you talking about? And there's a giant cooler that has been yeah. delivered to the police station. He's like, yeah, this came for you with your name on it. It's obviously beer because it's a cooler. <laughs> You're drinking again. That's there's no, the, there's no watch officer like that's yeah. taking things in and again, writing down. Again, so they open it up and it's the fucking heart from the chick that was killed in the bathroom. Right. It's a bitten heart delivery. Right. And yeah. then the police are trying to figure out who delivered the package to the fucking police station. They're like, oh, we. Who, does anybody remember anything? Like, nope, nope. I know it was delivered here where there's tons of detectives or cameras or anything like that. Or maybe somebody that would have signed for it. (laughs) Something. Nope. Nope. We thought it was a case of beer for a detective. Didn't even pay attention. We thought (laughs) it was partying. Sorry. Like, that's about the equivalent of Deliver it to him on the job. Yeah. So, there we go. But you know what? There's a chunk out of that heart. So now they've got something to go on. Goddamn right. Yeah. It's weird the killer was like, I'm going to fuck with you and also give you evidence. I don't know. There you go. Well, you know, we'll find more about the killer later, but this is the same reason why in 80s movies, like, anybody could infiltrate a hotel <laughs> with a cake in their hand. Like, oh, this is a cake a box delivery of for, like, it was uh, very easy to, yeah. room, like, 802. <laughs> No. You just put on a tan outfit and maybe have a name tag and they go, yeah, that's cool. Full access. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've I never got, seen I you before. There are only 12 people like, yeah. working tonight. Uh, but... Oh, the regular guy's out. That sounds legit. Go on through the security areas. I'll, <laughs> here, I'll use my badge to let you in through all these security Hey, you guys doors. are busy. Uh, my wife's going to be late for her party. <laughs> let me through the door. All Done. right. Sounds legit. So good. That was great about 90s movies. That always worked. So any maximum always security. threaten the bouncer, right? You know, like, uh, you know, I'm gonna get your boss down here. Do you want that? Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, go, go through. through. Yeah, every bouncer. <laughs> yeah, so it goes. So yes, so they get some DNA evidence, right? Yep. I guess it's DNA evidence. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. No, they have yeah. bite marks. It's later oh, on. No, bite no, marks. It's later on. Tooth marks. But they do have <laughs> DNA evidence. Yeah. But they had DNA evidence yeah. also. But they also. Made sure to make a cast of the bite marks, and those aren't normal pe- Those aren't normal teeth at all. No, they are giant, giant, pointy, danger teeth. So. Not yeah. dog teeth, not human teeth. Yeah, they don't know something else. Which is great because uh, when Harley Couldn't Stone be a wild animal when they deliver <laughs> deliver the um, the you know teeth to him, he looks at it, opens it up, and just almost faints when he realizes those aren't human teeth. Like, it's right. such a huge thing for him to realize. So, yeah. It brings out his anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, he does have problems. Yeah, well, halfway through the movie. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first few times he's having encounters with the killer and shit's going on, he's having these anxiety attacks, and, like, there's a point where, like, five or six officers run over to him, like, are you okay? Breathe, breathe, breathe. And then later in the movie, he just kind of passes it on to his dick partner to have him have the, and then he's fine. <laughs> his dick partner. Yeah. It starts literally when he starts giving him chocolates and fucking coffee. Yep. His partner starts having anxiety attacks. 
and now fucking Harley Stone's fucking good to go. He's like, yeah, now he's got all this shit. I, I'm fine. I'm good. So, I got him on my <laughs> crack. It's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they progress into the investigation, right? If you want to call it that, yes. Trying yes. to find. Uh, oh, that's right, because there's different little messages here and there in the blood. There are, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like... Oh, that, yeah, that's when it starts to get really fucking weird. Like... And also, what doesn't make any sense, based on the, the actual ending of the movie, because... That was an ending? It, well, it I mean... The credits <laughs> came on. You think it's... The movie was gonna over. ...gonna be, like, a regular serial killer. <laughs> But obviously it's not. But it's still communicating in English, writing on blood on mirrors and shit. Yeah. It's like, you're mine, or, you know, I got you next time, or whatever the fuck he was saying. And it, by the no, way... No, it was just a, it was just a symbol with some numbers. Well, there was that, but there were, like, blood-written... Like, oh, what he yeah, said, like, I'm back. Scorpio. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back, and then he, on the ceiling, puts the Scorpio sign with some numbers yeah. and stuff like that. So, I did want to bring up real quick, um, at the height of our main character's anxiety, um, I think it was they were in the Jeep going from one crime scene to something, yeah. and his his new partner is really worried about how like upset he's getting about all this stuff, and offers to give him a massage <laughs> in the car. Yeah. And a really awkward, like, you, you look tense, you need a massage. Like, right, I've been trained on massage. You're like the fuck is going on And he here. just straight Starts, up, like, reaches out. Yeah. He also performs Tai Chi That's at one right. point That's on right. the roof of his car for some reason. After mentioning how he gets, he fucks every night. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. Every night, yep. They have a whole conversation about that. I don't <clears throat> believe that. <laughs> like, it By the way, make sense. Uh, Detective Dick Durkin, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that, um, if I describe him, I kind of wrote down, I think he looks kind of like if you took Daniel Stern and mixed it with Mr. Bean. Into, like, one person. <laughs> like, he looks, and then put glasses on him. He's like a Daniel Stern, Mr. Bean, like, like mashup. And yeah. I've seen that actor before, but I can't place him. Yeah, but he's pretty close I, to that. Yeah, no, that that is solid. <laughs> that is a solid fucking observation, my friend. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So, we find out... Kim Cattrall's in this, and her ex was the or, yeah, her ex was um, the original Harley Stone's original yeah. partner who got killed. It's been like what eight months since he died. Something like that. Something but like that. he's been having an affair it, with her did it maybe even beforehand. Say? I don't think, I think it ever described yeah. the timelines at all. So, but pretty much she shows up and was the affair beforehand I, I don't think so I don't know I don't know no so it was described it wasn't, it wasn't, by it was described by Paul Sway where he was yelling at him like so you you which was also confusing he's your partner but he's my best friend <laughs> yeah. like okay well, but, that, no. I guess that's possible he but says he, he said, says he says he was your partner but he was my best friend but yeah. then when he's yelling at me he's like he's like why would you do that to your best friend so who's, Make up your mind. <laughs> so were these guys battling before this guy died on who was his best but friend? But he, he said specifically, he's like, you, your your partner dies, and then you sleep with his wife, and then you dump her. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so that's sort of like the order of events. Okay, okay. she shows back Then up, she comes back. And he's like, all right. She's visiting on some trip because she takes care of 
psych kids with delu- de- uh, psych- psychological disorders or something like that. Ah, see, I'm glad you were paying attention. I, I, yeah. I might have. I do remember that. Okay, though. good. I'm glad y'all pay attention because I just saw her there. I was like, hey. So she's that's back a now because she misses the D. That's right. <laughs> the the, the Stone re- D. The Rucker Howard D. That's right. Yeah. So. And they, apparently we can't have a single movie or show without <laughs> Kim Cattrall's breasts. It's in her contract. It's, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure, like I said, I'm pretty sure there's a deleted scene of Undiscovered Country where somebody rolls up as she's put her uniform on and goes, oh, I'm sorry, Captain. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, it's very cold in this room. But they had to take that out. You know? So, yeah, that's a deleted scene that's somewhere on the DVD. I need to check my DVD, my DVD again. I know it's on there because it's contractually uh, obligated. Yeah, probably. And... So <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> he runs off. They're running out to take care of uh, investigating some more, and then they get a call that his apartment <laughs> building there's a disturbance, and they go, "Oh, it's got to be Ratman or whatever we call the villain." So he runs back in there, runs upstairs. She's just taking a shower. She's like, it "Wasn't me." Then he hears a scream again. Then uses detective work. Oh, that scream didn't come from the my apartment, but the apartment below. Which is weird that he's running upstairs as it's screaming and passes by and then figures it out. But he gets down to the apartment below his. As always, blood everywhere. This time we see what the fuck this thing is. Claws and all. Yeah. Sort of. <clears throat> well, we see a shotgun blast first. Right. Because Detective Dick gets fucking uh, shotgun blast in the fucking chest. Right. But he had a vest on. Yeah. Yeah. We so, find out later. Because at the time, I was like, I, I screamed. I was a little worried that we were going to lose Detective Dick. I know. You screamed like a little girl. Uh, I, was, I was really upset. It was so sad. He was the comic relief. You can't take a comic <laughs> relief. But we have to go back to the shower scene because that was the Kim Cattrall contractually obligated <laughs> fucking boob scene where she's like what the fuck why are you looking at me in the shower and she's all like disturbed and like it's, it's does she not slap him she slaps him <laughs> she right? slaps him yeah it came across like he left to go to work and then had to see them titties so he came back from work and threw open the curtain to just look at her and which didn't explain like i thought you were in right. trouble at first he just she just slaps the shit out of him then he's like, oh, I thought you were getting killed. I, my bad. I might be misremembering, but was she not in the shower later in the movie? She was in the shower a lot. No, she was in the bath. She spent most she, of the movie. Oh, she was in the She made it in the bath later. So. Gotcha. Yes. yes. Yeah, no, she just Very important really information. loves... <laughs> whatever we She loves get. to bathe. Yeah, exactly. All right, good. good whatever we can do to get her naked in as many scenes as possible in this movie, contractually <laughs> obligated, Yes. But uh, pretty much, partner gets shot. He unloads on this creature with the claws. Fucking, it escapes. He eventually goes downstairs, meets up with the rest of the cops. And they're going to find out that when the creature escaped, it ran up to his apartment, bit the shit out of Kim Cattrall on the shoulder, and then fucking bounced. Because <laughs> Didn't as- leave shit in his fridge? Well, that's later on. That's later later. on. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. But pretty much she comes down. He's talking to the cops. She comes down, blood on her shoulder. And it says, she says, it bit me. And what (laughs) she replies, don't worry about it. So (laughs) the thing I'm hunting 
has literally attacked you and bitten you. And he's like, eh, don't worry about it. Just a flesh wound or whatever. I've got to deal with some other shit. Just blows her off. To, you know, not worried about it. Now, that would have been the best uh, sequel opportunity plotline <laughs> of all time. Because now she's infected with a thing and she becomes the goddamn like. Well, this is where Taylor. we find out. They go and they're trying to figure out how Detective Stone <laughs> knows where this killer is going and has this. And we find out that he's got a psychic connection because he got scratched. And yeah. you get scratched or bitten, you get to know some yeah. shit out. Right. And and we actually saw some pretty decent actual like physical like makeup. Yeah. Of his that wasn't actually shoulder that bad. arm yeah. thing. Like I was like, all right. Yeah. Those it are was some... better than Kim Cattrall's bite mark later on. Yeah, he got scratched. Like, holy <laughs> shit, those things are fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. You know, but... early early in the movie, they discussed, like, you know, the, the rat problem, and they mentioned Viles disease, you know, it's a bacterial infection uh, spread by, like, rat urine. Yeah. And then they didn't go anywhere with it. But, you know, so, like, okay, it's bitten her now, so... You know, is she infected with something or whatnot? Nah, it don't worry. Been, don't worry about it. Could have been a... <laughs> <laughs> nah, diseases. Nah, nah, don't worry about it. Nah. No, yeah. they said they went a totally different direction where, like, suddenly, for whatever reason, it was Satan. We learned... Like... <laughs> characters, these massive wounds that they received by claws of this thing, not that big a deal. Yeah. Because later on, uh, Detective Dick gets fucking kidnapped... And he looks down at his shirt, and he's bleeding a little bit. But then they run upstairs to dude's apartment. And then he realizes, oh, I'm not sort of bleeding. I've got all this shit carved onto my chest. <laughs> like he can't like, feel his entire yeah, like fucking it's a, torso It's not burning. like a one scar. It's like a, a circle and a, yeah. and a bunch of It's like, the same occult symbol that was yeah. like on the ceiling. But like, and like open wounds that you would bleed the fuck out on. He just like <laughs> notices his shirt's kind of bloody. And then they open it up and he's like, I don't feel so good. Yeah, you shouldn't. You're bleeding out, I dude. don't feel so good. Here, let me slap the shit out of your chest before we leave. Was... I don't know what, like... Uh, he was an abusive asshole. What brainy quote he tried to do about Satan, but he did finish it with, well, Satan is a dipshit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's the movie we were watching. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That same scene where they, he realizes he actually is bleeding the fuck out um the, the, he i think right before that asked the detective for some milk or something yeah in which uh stone opens the fridge to discover a plate with the heart and then fucking blood everywhere in his fridge the blood spatters in every scene <laughs> where this particular entity was just painted it, Everywhere. It was like they took a medieval sensor and just like... Well, yeah, I was going to say, it's like yeah. the killer over the fridge, and before they put the heart on the plate, shook the fuck out of it. Like, <laughs> get it everywhere. Splat, you know, splatter, splatter, splatter. And there we go. So. Yep. Yep. That's pretty much, yeah, the whole movie. Where <laughs> shit like that happens. Like, every scene with the killer, it's just not a little splatter. Like, the whole room, even where the victim yeah. wasn't anywhere near... Is just covered in fucking splatter. Now, another weird thing about the the villain, uh, the antagonist. Like, so I guess this thing is sort of Foster. 
his partner um, that was killed. Did they because ever it, explain it, that? Because it was absorbing the DNA ah, of right, the people right. that he was killing. Right. So that's why he was doing it, because it absorbs their power and knowledge, apparently, you know, from eating their hearts and shit. So, like, I guess this thing was a little bit foster, because it wasn't trying to kill... It wasn't trying to kill Howard's character right away. Right. Ever. Like, I don't remember one time where it actually tried to kill him. Um, it did a little weird. Yeah, it did like, do a weird like psychosexual I'm hand things, you know, on his head, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it bit control, and like so now that apparently they he's promised to her, and like they're psychically connected now. So for some reason, she's got to be she she's important now, like yeah. to the plot, and. I don't know if they're gonna if it's gonna eat her or what the hell. It, there's never really sure. there's no motivation yeah, the threat's kind for the of creature. Weird. There there's no rhyme or reason to anything that's happening in this movie. What I love though is all right. So now Detective Dick, after he's been attacked, scarred up and shit like that, now he's like, I'm this. We we gotta do something about this shit. So <laughs> instantly he goes, I need fucking coffee chocolates, cigar, I'm taking all of your anxiety, and some big fucking guns. Yep. So they go to the police department, Yes. and <laughs> the supply room, and just start loading up on guns, um, like, a Megatron flash grenade. <laughs> yeah, it's um, just like, <laughs> and freaking, it's like as big as this microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and which, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, when they pick it up, they activate it, he pushed the button, and to turn it on to activate it, in which the, the supply officer's like, oh, let's just turn that off. Maybe we don't want to blow everybody up. like, Because like a child, like, there's a button on it. i got to hit that button. Like, you, you know what it is. Don't hit the fucking button. It's like goddamn uh, Groot in uh, Guardians 2. Don't hit the fucking button, all right? Jesus Christ. Automatic Nigga. assault shotguns that look like miniguns for some reason. Yes. Like, Multiple barrels. Like, yeah, minigun shotguns. Uh, I mean, that's one of that's the posters. <laughs> it's, it's one of the posters from the movie. <laughs> holy fuck. We yeah. do find out something, though. <coughs> Even though it's in the future, in 2008, as they're about to try to catch whatever rat man this is, the uh, Detective Dick does let us know that 2008 is the year of the rat. Oh. So, yeah, that's a... Oh, was it? That, shit. He mentions that. I don't know. I'm, I mean, that they could have just what thrown that it, out. Uh, Maybe was, that's uh, why they've set this up in 2008. Ooh, 12th year, 78th cycle or something like that? Or I don't know. Cycle. I'm just going with what Detective Dick told me, so... <laughs> well, I mean, we did have, like, all kinds of, like, Satan references and... <laughs> Yeah, like what's what, what, I guess was, uh, what was up with all the satanic stuff? It like, was weird about that. It wasn't like, just. It couldn't just be like some weird genetic like monstrosity. Suddenly, right. it was a, a whole religious thing. Yeah, because it, it wasn't just. Was, it wasn't just killing people, but it started doing like the symbols and stuff like that. Like they couldn't just have like this creature in the future that's mutated that's murdering people but also that has like occult connections <laughs> like yeah you know, like like they just threw a bunch of ideas into a hat and they just picked it up it's like all right future check uh mutation check uh satanic cult sure check and like it just yep. blended everything into this and just mixed it all together because you don't need it Astrology. And they didn't explain any of Jack. it either. They were like, <laughs> for some reason, I guess Detective Dick um, it just overnight learns all, all about occult, like, yeah, yeah, you know, rituals and shit like that. But here's the thing: 
they didn't even need to mess with that shit because they were psychically connected to the killer. Yeah. So all these hints, it's like, hmm, look to the arrows to the west to figure out where I will. No, you know where he's fucking. We established that in yeah. the first scene in the movie. Yep. And yet they kept going, oh, this blood means something. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Stupid. And uh. the, the, so, like, you know, the control is like captured in, in a beam of light and they can't break it for some reason but they never explain any of that like I, I thought it was some like Raiders shit the beginning of Raiders like if you put your <laughs> hand down the light like you know rat claws would come out or some shit but yeah cause they paid um <laughs> blow darts yeah I was waiting for something cause yeah they, they figured out they gotta go into the sewers and like the secret sewer door that they have to Right, this and they have the weirdo uh, comic relief. <laughs> yeah, the guy from, ironically, the guy from Tango and Cash that designs all the um, high-tech stuff in Tango and Cash is also in this movie as the guy who pretty much uh, gives them the secret door to get into the sewer to find, uh, I guess, the old subway. It's the closed off. Right. Yeah, the old so off. subway That weird system. dude with, like, the baby face? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah he was, like, He was the, in Scrooge. He, he was, was in, a hobo in Scrooge that dies. Yeah. 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 He uh, was the tech... I don't know why I remember he was a tech guy in Tango and Cash, but he was. Again, <laughs> it just makes complete sense with this he movie. Was, he was the Q of Tango Pretty Cash. Pretty much. <laughs> I think all they had as a tech thing, though, in Tango Cash was, like, an SUV that had, like... Gatling guns put on it and some bulletproof thing and that was it but for Tango Cash that was some high tech shit alright um, so our heroes <coughs> go down to the old subway system and uh, figure they, they find Kim Control. she's hanging with a beam of light which oh, they oh, and before that somehow miraculously the uh, their benefactors that let them into that secret oh, tunnel right. end up a mile ahead of them because they run into them dead. Yeah, like how did they oh, get there? A, they I, were back there. I think it was an elevator because uh, Stone's like the killer's behind us, and then the elevator door opens and the it two was dead an elevator body. door. I think so. I said the, the, I they couldn't the just take the elevator. <laughs> no, you can't just do that. The, People that beat them you down dig, there. You sent us to the sewer and you had an elevator. You deserve to be dead. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> After having to give away your watch. so. <laughs> and why did he want the watch? I don't know. It's, there's, <laughs> you don't need time There's like you're probably going. 40 minutes of deleted scenes oh that the studio's like, the, the, just take it out. It doesn't matter. This is a... <laughs> This we is... need to fill a little time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like there could we promised be the 92 a director's minutes. cut of this movie, and it would just be incomprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd just be like, oh, wow, this is interesting. No. No. No, it's not. No, we don't it, care. it makes less sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's... Uh... Director's cut should have been 65 minutes. <laughs> Uh, this was a long. The other this shit. was a long hour and hour and a half. Yeah, movie. it was an hour and thirty-one <laughs> movie. An hour and thirty-one minutes. God damn. So, so they tell her to swing because they can't touch the light for a reason we don't know. Again, they they get her and what do we know? Up pops the uh, the killer. The alien. Yeah, ish thing. So they run into a subway car, which. And an amazing special effect, they have the claw hand 
going and tearing through the roof of the subway car. The four arms. Which looks like they just put like a claw on an RV car and just had it drive straight because it's blatantly obvious there's no arm connected to that hand. It's just a hand going really fast. Yeah. Eventually, uh, Stone, uh, I guess the other two get tossed out of the subway car. Stone's in there. Of course, as always, realizes as he's about to confront the creature that um, he's out of ammo. Yep. And that's where we get the weird claw, head rubbing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Does he know. want to convert him and turn him into, hey, buddy, hey, well, he we went can be immortal. Crot- he went down to Stone's crotch, yeah, and I was, was like, down that way. what the fuck is about to happen here? Maybe that <laughs> alien didn't like girls. <laughs> Maybe so. And just wanted like a dude or yeah, two. Like, I'll bite the girls. I don't give a shit about that. But <laughs> I'll there, rip their damn hearts out. There was a second there. I but I'll sh- caress the dudes. There was That's a second what it I was. wasn't sure what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what does he do to... Dis- he does something to distract the creature and then that's where the Megatron flash grenade gets... Oh yeah, that no, um, Detective Dick shoots the creature from outside yeah. the subway, yeah, and then throws in Megatron. Um, the, uh, Which flash this grenade. flash grenade is actually like a high explosive incendiary, right? And so yeah. a five second delay, which I'm pretty sure Roger Howard took at least eight seconds to, to jump out <laughs> of it. But we won't worry about that. And then there was another five seconds in the which the creature, I guess, was distracted by the blinking light on the flash grenade. Because the creature also had enough time to get the fuck out of that subway car. True. But it blows up. That's death number one, I guess, where we're like high-fiving and then, oh no, it's still alive. Yeah. So then we have to go to death, uh, killing attempt number two, which is, hey, there's electric live wires and we're covered in water. So <laughs> I'm going to put the wire into... I'm going to put the wires into the water. You guys just jump up and not be in the water at the same time and we'll just electrocute the shit out of this thing. I mean, science. <laughs> it works. Yeah. He yeah. climbs up on its, you know, an overhead I'm pretty thing sure and... Kim Cattrall just kind of lifted a foot out. Like, she still had the other foot in the They're water. Standing on like, the concrete. Yeah, this counts, right? Science. <laughs> science. Uh, and that's, yeah. that did it, right? I mean, we've now got Megatron, flash grenade explosion, yeah. electrocution. There's no fucking way this thing's still alive. Won't but think. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't had our hand-to-hand combat yet. That's true. Yes. And that's... Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's kind of breaking Groot's right now. It's for, it really is far worse than I remember it. Oh, man. So, yeah, it really s- is, right? So many years I was years really ago. excited about this, and I thought, maybe there's a different movie named Split Second, because this movie was I, rough. I saw this so many years ago, and I remembered liking I, it. I saw it in, uh, like, 94, I think, or yeah. 93. Yeah. So like uh, yeah, VHS, I was like, baby. I was like, dude, love cyberpunk. I don't think split this second made... uh, cyborg like all that shit. Yeah. I don't think this made it to the theaters. <laughs> I'm pretty no. sure this was a VHS uh, exclusive. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I imagine. So, so we've got like uh, Rucker. So the final, you know, the last, the last <laughs> throw. Um, he pulls a Kalima and like 
rips the dude's rips the thing's heart out. Yes. Yeah. And he just and then he, he does just, this overly dramatic like aiming well, the gun before <laughs> the when he rips it out. There's it sounds like women screaming oh, yeah, sounds yeah. Coming, coming out of the all heart. the psychic screams from all the yeah. victims that he's absorbed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And yeah, and then which nobody reacts to because nobody reacts to anything. No, in no, this film. no. Which right. just uh, we, we it's it's a, kind of a throwaway scene, but when we flash back to when. When Stone's partner dies, they're in the sewer, and Stone's partner, they're walking in the water, and Stone's partner falls, like, into the water completely, and Stone turns around and goes, hey, where'd you go? Come on, And that's a flashback. There's no dramatic, like, oh my god, what happened? He's just like, hey, where'd you go? What happened? There's no dramatic reaction to his maybe best friend, question mark. Dying or drowning, he just <laughs> looks around and goes, "Oh, Jesus. oh I guess yeah. shit happens." <laughs> <laughs> but then he has the exact same reaction when his new partner, the same thing happens. <laughs> exactly. So which apparently, apparently it's just him tripping. Yeah, yeah. It, that this time his partner didn't die, but apparently if you drown around this character, <laughs> you're fucked because he will not notice and think you're just. If you were drowning, I wouldn't <laughs> lend a hand. <laughs> And uh, another thing I would like to point out is that um, Rutger Hauer, Harley, can't take five steps without sweating all of his bodily fluids out his pores. Yeah, we were trying like, to figure out if there was mystery rain in a few scenes that, yeah. we didn't, that they cut out because you'll have a scene where he's like, we gotta get there now. And then when he gets to the place, he's just like drenched. drenched. And we're like, was there a rain scene? Or did yeah. a pipe break in between destination? Like, a to B, no. Just he drinks coffee, eats chocolate, and I mean he's got the gloves exercise. on and the duster on. He's committed to. I mean he had a full outfit on at all times, so he's just <laughs> sweating his fucking ass off. Yeah. Uh. So, our hero defeats rat alien thing. Thing that was apparently Satan. Yeah, that was yeah. That was that, was, that was the explanation. Yeah. It was like it's Satan. Yeah. It's not like Satan. It is Satan. It's future. And future. Satan is a dipshit. Yeah. Satan is. A, yeah, that's right. sucks as a villain. That was. Yeah, you said if he earlier. If be taken but, down well, by the worst detective in the entire universe. Yeah, because Detective Dick's <laughs> like this. This thing doesn't want to be Satan. This is Satan. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's. Oh no no, no. Satan is in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I misread Satan's in like the scratching that I fucking wrote. Yeah. Oh my head, Durkin! Sorry, I just had to do that one time as that was done. He only made one dick joke. He only made one dick joke with that guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Only once. Only once. They were conservative. Yeah. Uh, So that was um that was a split second. Yes. Yeah. Oh, one thing I I I did notice when I was looking up the IMDb is I always we always try to look up to see. If the director of these forgotten classics um, did anything else of right, any right, right. order, and this director <laughs> actually did a movie called *The Burning*, which I is a horror love classic. Love that movie. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, and then a bunch of directed DVD movies. Yeah, it's but a- it's *The Burning*, and then a bunch of this. And I think this was his last like. Big chance, like all right, we've got a, a pretty all right cast, and go. 
They, you know, like when when you uh, messaged me about doing uh, a horror episode, it was hard for me to think of a movie that qualified as a disaster, and I was seriously, obviously misremembering this movie because this was perfect. This was yeah. perfect material. Right. Exactly. Like I love his catalog and I love all his movies. Um, I just couldn't think of one that was just shitty. And this. Wow, this, this, this I think fantastic. this was a pretty good. Uh, this uh, is good. Disasters. Like I, I mean, still really enjoyed it because yeah. the imagery was very cyberpunk. A lot of rain and like dusters and you know big guns. You know things like, like the, all, all of the trappings. Movies like Omega Doom or Blind Fury, like they're they're really good in a cheesy way. Crossroads, <laughs> but like the only other one that I could think of that would be a perfect entry would be like Bleeders <laughs> which was woof <laughs> it was bad <laughs> well I was talking I, I was telling you I didn't want to do Arctic Blue because you can't sit through that movie I really don't like I've that I've never movie. seen it Yeah, I don't you know don't if I could so. that's okay <laughs> but uh yeah anyway um I do want to definitely make mention of the fact that although we are Having a good time riffing on Split Second, Rutger Hauer movie. We love Rutger Hauer. Yes. We absolutely love his entire freaking back catalog. Like, he has done amazing work, and we are super sad that he has passed. And this is a more, more of a commemorative uh, episode than anything else, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. In memoriam, kind of. Yes, indeed. I mean, besides this whole catalog, I mean, you can. I talk up Hobo with a Shotgun. It's one of my favorite movies yeah. to come out in the last. Like, Absolutely. 12, oh, yeah, dude. I don't know how all day and all night it came out, but God, I, I talk it up. It's, it's one of my favorite movies, so. He was such an underrated, you know, character actor, genre actor, and um, we hope uh, anybody who's listening to this goes in and really delves into all the things he did. Uh, fucking Blood of Heroes, Salute of the Jugger. Oh, man. One of the... Yeah. Gr- like, it is, God, to this so day, my favorite sports movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and it is... Yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic sports movie, but it's fucking awesome. It's an amazing <laughs> movie. Go check that shit out. And, yes. So, what else we got? Oh, Flesh and Blood. That was it. Yeah, that was another Yes! Yeah. That was Paul Verhoeven, too. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Flesh, Flesh and Blood. Yes. Indeed. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, we're at the end of this episode here. Please do uh, check us out on GOIPodcast.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, uh, check out Beautiful Disasters. If you like what you hear, rate and review. We we love the feedback. Um, any you know suggestions? We like to hear what you guys have as good, beautiful disaster movie suggestions. And yes, I want to know what you want us to uh, check out. So uh, we've got a T-shirt up on T Public. That's right. And uh, I, that's about it for right now. It. We're we're setting up some screenings. We once we have information up, we'll post it. So fuck yeah. So, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, I appreciate uh, Jesse being on the podcast. Thank, Thank you, you very good much. Sir. This has been the Groots. F you, Hunter. Thanks for listening, guys. Durkin! <laughs>